The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Welcome into NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. And this is where we break down the who, the what, the when, the where about these rookies. And for if you don't know, my name is Ryan Hollins. I was the 50th pick in the 2006 draft out of UCLA. Inside Ryan Hollins in the table set from Daniel Gibson. And I'm telling you, draft night, draft day, that changed my entire life. And for myself, for these young guys and everybody who's gone through the process, when you go into the NBA, it is a dream. This is a lifetime moment that you are being a part of. And these rookies play such an instrumental part in our NBA. Why? Because they're the future. They're the next superstars. It's they're the next LeBron James, the Kobe Bryants, the Michael Jordans. Heck, we might even have a Kareem coming around. Good evening. And welcome to the 2022 NBA Draft at Barclays Center. But you got to understand, these guys are the future. So we're going to get an in-depth view. You're going to get the breaking news. You're going to find out who these guys are before they become who they are. Some of them, they're already pretty darn good. But guess what? We're going to tell you everything. You're going to get your rookie fix. And we're going to go back and get a deep dive of a couple other guys of what it was like for them to be rookies. So welcome in. Buckle up, strap in, enjoy the show, and get ready for NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. With the first pick in the 2006 NBA Draft, the Toronto Raptors select Andrea Bargnani. My NBA Draft night was just crazy. And it was crazy in the sense because, I kid you not, I, got, I had to be the only player ever. My agent comes to me and he goes, look, Ryan, you're intriguing. 
You came out of nowhere. And for those who don't know, I, I, I literally was benched my senior year, then led my team to the national championship. So he goes, hey, Ryan, you could go anywhere from 10th in the draft to 50th. I said, what? He said, normally guys have a range. You're a lottery pick. You're, you're late, you know, late first round, early second. My range was 10th to that far. And it was because I intrigued so many people, a seven-footer, with a on paper 43 and a half inch vertical. So there is the intrigue there. There's a couple teams, uh, the Supersonics, I'm dating myself, the Supersonics at the time where I went and worked out. And I remember that Supersonics workout, I jumped from two feet from the free throw line and they were blown away. I remember in the Charlotte workout, I, I had a hustle play, right? I literally dove into some boxes trying to get a loose ball. And then I had a dunk drill that I did. And within that dunk drill, you're supposed to dunk until you can't dunk anymore. And in Charlotte, when I had the drill, I never stopped dunking. So, you know, the first guy goes up, he gets like five dunks. Oh, good job. You know, and then he misses the dunk on number six. Second guy goes up, he gets about 11. I go up and I start dunking. I get five, I get 10, I get 15, 20, 30 dunks, 40 dunks. I worked out with Rico Hines. Now, Darrico Hines is one of the most celebrated trainer coaches behind the scenes, worked out guys like LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, all these guys. He's now uh, with the with the Raptors uh, doing a great job up there with Earl Watson and Nick Nurse and those guys. But Rico Hines, I was like his first protege. So I was doing these crazy wild conditioning drills every single day. So I'm 50 dunks in and they finally go. And, and this is the thing you want to guarantee a spot. I'm 50 dunks in and I'm dunking a basketball and I'm screaming, ah, 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 and I'm screaming. And, and, I'm, and I'm putting in these people's minds, this is a maniac. If you draft this guy, he, he is a maniac. And I knew that I was just putting myself head and shoulders above those other guys. And at a certain point, it was crazy. I've been in these draft workouts. The other draftees, if we call them, they start cheering for me. You know, so the vertical leap, those things were my moments. And on the last dunk, I was always taught from Rico, you do something special. So the last dunk, I either, I can't remember if I windmilled it or I went in and I dunked in reverse, but I want to make a statement there. So I just knew if things got to the skinny of it they got you know what I'm saying they got to the skinny I was going where I was going to be a Charlotte Bobcat people saw the teams the GMs the execs they were excited when you see a big guy who can run who can move but there's a lot of questions why did this guy come off the bench so for me that was my range in my mind and I didn't get invited I didn't get the luxurious you know every rookie has an idea what they're doing what they're shaking Commissioner Stern's hand at the time go up and shake his hand and put the hat on and all that so I didn't have that experience but I was with my friends my family my loved ones we were actually in Orange County at ESPN Zone which was a really really cool uh, experience so it's me my mom my actual future wife was there in the building my, my, my friends my family I'm excited I'm sweating I mean and, and you know what like I, I feel like in some weird way I was like hosting the event you know I'm in host mode and I remember sitting there and just hearing these guys names go off the list with the second pick in the 2006 NBA draft the Chicago Bulls select LaMarcus Aldridge from the University of Texas you know, I'm, I'm a young pup, man, at the time. I'm competitive, I'm, so I'm seeing guys slowly get drafted. I'm like, well, I'm better than him. I'm better than him. I'm better than him. And it goes from this eventful, fun, smiling night to this chip on your shoulder that was being built. So this chip is being built. We're going first pick, second pick. 
10th pick, 20th pick, 30th pick. I sat down with Portland. I'm like, I got to be going to Portland. I sat down with the Nets. You got to be going. They pulled me in and essentially told me. I sat down with Nick Millen to his face. Hey, we're going to draft you. Why should we draft you? I mean, I got an in-depth, I got grilled. And I thought this was a shoo-in for me to be going to these places. So as they passed and passed and passed on me, that chip built. And I remember I'm waiting there. And in my mind, <laughs> I kid you not, a new 50 was it. The pick after that was the Los Angeles Lakers. And I was told by a good friend of mine, Rasheed Hazard, he said, oh, man, yeah, if Charlotte didn't take you, you were going to be a Laker. <laughs> I'm like, I was going to be a what? A Laker? And I think back, it was the best thing for me to get away from home and to go to the East Coast. For those who don't know, I was originally signed collegially to St. Louis University. Life happens. My coach leaves to Washington, Coach Lorenzo Romar, who's an amazing guy. We still talk to this day. He goes to Washington. I end up at UCLA. So God bless Ryan Hollins for this moment. I had never left home. I, I, I went high school at John Muir High School in Pasadena. The next thing you know, I'm at UCLA. I am just this young and dumb and excited kid who never left home. And then I go all the way to the East Coast to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I think it was one of the coolest parts of my life. And I think for me, you know, we fast forward 10 years in the NBA for the skinny kid from Pasadena who was never supposed to be there. I had to go get away and I had to go grow up. And I had a chance to do that with Michael Jordan. So back to my draft story. I'm sitting in there. The picks are getting later on. It's been a long afternoon. I've been up all day. Like, come on, dude, it's draft day. I waited my whole life for this, right? I see my dad. And my dad, my dad's like a premature clapper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he, my, my dad thinks I can do anything on this planet. And I love the confidence that my dad put in me. He's no longer here now. But I, I look back and I appreciate the, the confidence my dad gave me. And my dad starts clapping and my mom is clapping. And I'm sitting there angry. And they're like, you got drafted. I'm like, no, I didn't. And I look at my parents as a young, naive 20. What is wrong with you guys? What are you clapping for? He goes, you got drafted to the NBA, son. I didn't know I didn't. It's a commercial. You don't get drafted during commercials. And I look on the bottom of the ticker, guys, and Ryan Holland's name is going across the commercial. And there's a smile on my face. I'm excited. My mom is clapping. My dad has this grin, dude. And I got a picture in this photo. My dad has this grin and this grin is going ear to ear. And I, and I think of those moments. I'm getting emotional just thinking, but I think about those moments and I go, that's what it's about. Like, forget me, dude. Forget the work. Enjoy that in that moment. And my dad was just smiling ear to ear, that grin. And I think about the sacrifices my parents gave me and that that's what it was about. Like I was just in competitor mode, but who cares? You were living out your dreams for a kid who wasn't supposed to be there. So that there's that fine mix of where's your competitive nature and where are you mad at where you got drafted because you shouldn't have been there. But that draft day just set my life in play. And moments later, through the celebration, next thing I know, this is crazy. My agent, <laughs> he hands me the phone, Todd Ramazar kid you not guys this is when life comes at you fast and i'm on and he goes hey you talk to bernie bickerstaff i'm like who's bernie bickerstaff he's your head coach now like what like i have a coach dude like what like i'm mad five seconds ago that i'm sitting here not drafted so i have a coach now and bernie's going how you doing son congratulations nice to meet you you know we're we're glad to have you blah blah, blah. I, don't even, I don't even remember if bernie was in the workout but i'm talking with bernie bickerstaff i go amazing this and that i talked to i believe jb bickerstaff the uh you know general manager a couple of people from the team next thing guess who hops on the line 
I'll wait. Guess who hops on the line? Michael stinking Jordan. I can't make this up. 30 seconds ago, I'm mad at the world. Then I'm mad at my parents. I'm getting passed up. I'm on the phone with Michael Jordan. Arguably the greatest player who has ever graced the game is on the phone. He goes, hey, Ryan, we're, we're, we're excited to have you. You know, we, you bring a different dynamic to Charlotte. Great to work with you. And I'm on the, and I don't even know what to say. I got these range of emotions. I, I, I want to laugh. I want to cry. I'm excited. I want to run through a wall. I want to punch the wall at the same time. But I'm on the phone with Michael Jordan. And that's when I start to realize that what? This is so much bigger than myself. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. So for me, man, that was my draft experience and I wouldn't have shared it with anybody else on the world on this planet. And I think about that drive that I, I hope and I pray that all these kids have that what's what's driving you, what's motivating you. You know, sometimes that draft day is a celebration and sometimes the worst thing is it for you to, to have a fire lit under you because I had a hit list. Boy, when I saw the Portland Trailblazers, it was on and popping, okay? When I saw the New, they were New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets, the New Jersey Nets, it was on and popping and any team that looked my way, which was probably all of them <laughs> at a certain time, it was there, but man, Life comes at you fast. And I, I think the uniqueness and the coolness of all these kids' stories that we're going to dive through, through this draft process and you're going to see and we're going to bring some NBA veterans in here. Everybody has a unique process. And that day is special. And for me, it shaped my career. I didn't step out of there fat and happy. You know what? Ryan Hollins was not meant to be the 10th pick in the draft because he would have thought he was the, at 21 years, I, I would have been the best thing since sliced bread. But the fifth year pick, that hungry dude with a chip on his shoulder, he came to work. And I, I, I'm telling you, man, there's nothing like it. Then there's nothing like the NBA. And, you, and you'll hear, if you ever hear moments from NBA players, when you, you if, if something good happens to them, Jared Jeffries, I don't know if you guys saw it. I think a, a, a couple weeks ago, he won a car on the Price is Right. And he said, I was happier than the day I got drafted to the NBA. So so a couple of these guys, your comparative moments, you know, when your children are born, it was the day I got drafted to the NBA. And, and I tell you guys, it's really cool. We're going to go through some of these moments with these young guys. We're going to hear these stories and you're going to see uh, what it's like. And, and, and I th think for me, you find that deeper, deeper appreciation into the NBA. Stay tuned, guys. When we come back, we're going to break down some of my favorite rookie moments. And oh, my goodness. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut... 
Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I got, I got to talk to you about this guy, Paulo Bancaro, number one pick in the NBA draft. And I think for all of the so-called experts, former players, whatever, what you saw out of Paulo Bancaro at Duke is not what we're seeing in the NBA. And I say this in a sense that he has been such a pleasant surprise. Sometimes, a lot of times, these guys, they underwhelm you. They're not what you expected. They're overhyped. They're not, you know, whatever. But for Bancaro, I was blown away with his ability to handle the basketball, his size. And I know people get overly excited. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to throw this out. People get overly excited and they start doing those comparisons. He's Michael. He's Kobe. He's this. But when I see him, he ain't LeBron, but it's not many guys with his size that can handle the basketball. So maybe we'll go a little bit of Julius Randle in there, mix of LeBron, but uh, uh, Grandma Malo, Larry Jansen, but he's a legit six foot eight. He's got great size. He's explosive. Sometimes I heard there was questions with Ben Carroll's, you know, foot speed, his quickness. He looked quick enough to me. And there's one play to me that I saw that made me just say, oh, wait, goodness, that, that one stood out. Cairo against Karuba. Powell, powerful. Ducks it in. And he just what he did is he's got the ball, I think, about the midline, a mid-post catch. And he's got Usman Garuba on him. And for those who don't know, Usman Garuba in the prior draft, he was labeled the best defender in the draft. And we've seen Usman Garuba match up with Giannis Antetokounmpo, kind of body him up. He's played against the league's best fours, fives. He, I mean, he would guard anybody. We've seen him on Luka, Trey Young. This is what Usman does. So Usman squares up with Paulo Bancaro. 
Bancaro gets the ball on this midline. He puts the ball in his left hand. He attacks middle. Then as he attacks middle, Usman cuts him off. Cool. Okay. Normal play. He spins back. Usman's in the play. Keep in mind, Usman's a strong guy. He's very, very bottom heavy, low center of gravity, 6'8", but stronger, decent feet, and he's moving his feet. Okay, this is a matchup that we want to see by Carol Usman. Usman, go do your thing. You know, guard him, maybe foul him, give up a hook shot, fade away, whatever. Bancaro spins off this bump, keeps going, and now next thing we know, Usman Garuba is going for a ride. Paulo Bancaro doesn't just shoot a jump hook or layup, which is rare to happen for Usman Gruba. He takes him for a ride. Usman's holding on for dear life. And next thing we know, Bancaro is dunking the basketball. Bancaro against Garuba. Paulo, beautiful. Dunks it in. And he just overwhelmed young Garuba. He has come out with a focus and a purpose. But look at... Ben Carroll, my goodness. Wow, that is a grown man finish and the balance to stay with it, taking Garuba for a ride. And that's that adjustment going, okay, okay, my first time playing you. We see what you're about. I, I look over at my broadcast partner, Craig Ackerman. I said, oh, my gosh, I didn't say this on air. We're Rockets. But I said, oh, my gosh. And you, to me, you see this play. You got to put some respect on this kid's name. But his speed, his athleticism, his motivation, you know, he, he, he's playing hard, but for him, that play, when you watch it, he literally takes Usman for a ride, and it's hard. You, when you take another grown man with you and you're jumping to the basket and dunking at home, this was a different play. So I'm telling you, when we talk about Paolo Bancaro, look out for this kid. I think the future is bright, and I believe right now the best thing about Orlando, he's exceeding expectations, and in some ways, I know this sounds weird, he may be one of the NBA's best-kept secrets because he doesn't get a lot of the publicity. And I think I like there's a degree where you're not just throwing down the he's Kobe, he's LeBron, he's this, he's that, because so often we do that with these number one picks. But I'm telling you, Paolo Bancaro, his mix of speed, athleticism, the way he moves his feet, the way he attacks the basket, and his attitude, he is primed for some success, long-term success in the NBA. Bancaro for three. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to watch out for Benedict Matherin, okay? I thought this guy was the stud in college. I think you're seeing it flourish in the NBA. Look, man, he, he is a downhill driver, which means this guy gets to the paint. And a lot of rookies, they don't have the strength to do this in the NBA. They don't have the ball handling. They don't have the mentality. This kid is in attack mode. 365, 24-7, he is attacking the rim. And I think his physicality at this young age, man, he really, really stands out. And for all the great scores, right, you go get your 30-point. I was never a 30-point score, but I've seen a lot. I play with a lot of them. You know how you consistently do that? You get to the free throw line. So for Benedict Matherin, he is primed for success. By doing that, he can knock down an open jumper. But like I said, he's got a great frame. And I mean, he is just extremely explosive. And down there with Rick Carlisle, with the Indiana Pacers, man, this kid is, is truly, truly coming into his own. There's one play, though, that stands out. And now, now he can attack. Shot clock at four. Up and under. Oh, my goodness, young fella. Up and under. Most guys can't go up and under with the left hand. Benedict Matherin is playing against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And for those who don't know, the Timberwolves went out to bolster their front line and they're, they're ready. 
Listen, Minnesota's no longer in rebuilding mode. They're not young. They are going for it. They're looking to compete for an NBA championship this year. So they go out and they have a blockbuster deal to bring in who? Former defensive player of the year, two-time defensive player of the year in Rudy Gobert. And there's this play where Benedict Matherin, he's playing against the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Potential four All-Stars, one team. That's ridiculous, okay? He's got D'Angelo Russell, and he's driving on Russell, beating Russell to his left hand. This is a right-hand guy. And he's as he's attacking the rim, guess who comes over? Carl Anthony Towns. Hold the phone. Carl Anthony Towns is not alone. He's got Rudy Gobert. So as he's driving to the rim, Mather and seeing Gobert, he's seeing He's seeing uh, on his hip D'Angelo Russell, and then he's got Carl Anthony Towns, and he goes up, he jumps in the air, and, and it feels like he's in, in the air for an eternity. You're assuming this kid's going to get fouled, he's getting a shot blocked, something is going down in this play. Matherin jumps over, dips underneath, and contorts his body to score on the other side of the rim over two of the best frontline players in the NBA. You got to name two better frontline players in the NBA. You just don't see it. This is old school basketball at its finest. This is the physicality. You know, Minnesota, if they can get things together, they are prime for success down the run. But as I'm watching Matherin, this play from a mentality standpoint, we talked about him playing downhill, attacking two of the best big men, the best big man tandem in the league, at the rim and going with this fearless attitude, I think it says so much about him. This sets him apart. But when I saw this play, I said, oh, man, that's a bad boy right there. And the style and grace that he did it with, I mean, just watch the way that he finesses to the rim. Now, now he can attack. Shot clock at four. Up and under. Oh, my goodness. Up and under. Most guys can't go up and under with the left hand. It's a heck of a move. He's up strong side on the left side. Carl Anthony Towns goes behind and still strong enough and with enough height. Great job, Benedict Matherin. But I'm I'm watching this dude and I'm like, yeah, I liked him before, but ooh, did he just did he do that to them? And it's not too many times. You see rookie schooling, the veterans, and you see the Pacers, man, they are having a heck of a year, and a huge part of that is Matherin. Ball loose, picked up Matherin. Coast to coast, lay it in. Nice job getting down there. And this kid, you don't say it a lot, he came in NBA ready, man. Day one, this kid has been NBA ready, and you're seeing it in that play right there. For me, that, that says it all. I'm sorry, signs still delivered. He snapped that boy's cold. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut... 
Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Aaron Holland, I've heard that Justin Holliday has rejected. Oh, man, Kessel, man, what timing he has. How's everybody doing? I want to welcome you into the first ever guest here on NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Holland, presented by the NBA and iHeartRadio, man. Shout out to my guy in the building, none other than <laughs> Walker Kessler. What's up with you, boy? Man, happy to be here, Ryan. Happy to be here. Yeah, and, and for those who don't know, NBA Rookie Life, we're going to want to take a deep dive into the future of the NBA. We want to see what you get. You're the future star, man. A lot of people don't know what that is. And <laughs> I was once many moons ago in 2006, right. a, a rookie in the NBA for the Charlotte Bobcats. Ket, walk, Walker, you like Charlotte Bobcats? Bobcats? What, what's that? That's not an NBA team. <laughs> Bob, right? No, Bob, we wore orange. And Bob right. Johnson named the team. We were Bob's Bob's cats, yeah, yeah. you know? So, look, long time ago, man. Um, but I want to ask you first, man, what was draft day like? What was, oh, like, what, man. like, set set that scene. I, me, I was in Orange County with my friends and family. You were yeah. a much bigger prospect than me. But what was that like? Walk me through that day. Walk me through that I- I- experience. So, leading up to draft, I was not invited to the green room just yet, but, like, I had a workout for the Knicks, um, and as I was flying to New York, because I was, I was going to stay in New York to have, like, a, my own draft party, like, in a hotel room or whatever, and as I was flying to New York to work out, and this was, like, I kid you not, man, like, four days before, like, the draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I land, and my phone just, like, blowing up when I land, and my um my family all texted me like hey like you got invited to the green room (laughs) and i was i was like let's go you know i was so excited man um so that was crazy and then the actual draft day you know you're like 
waking up, you know, you got your people coming in, fitting you up with your suit and everything, getting everything done. I mean, I wish I could tell you, like, I remembered everything, but, like, it was all a blur, honestly. The only thing I remember is, like, being down in the, like, in the green room, like, with your family at the table. And, like, who was there with like, you? Who was, who was there with you? My dad, my mom, my brother, and my sister, and then my agent. So it was, like, everyone's looking around at each other, you know, everyone's looking at the other tables, man. Like, this guy gets called, he walks up. This guy gets called, he walks up. So you're just like, man, what am I going to call? Like, what team am I going to? Were you getting any, like, was your agent working and going like, all right, I think we're going, we're going <laughs> mid, we're going late. Like, okay. Yeah, like, man. like, like what, what, what were those conversations like? Bro, he was like, he was getting up, walking to other tables, talking to other people, coming back, saying like, hey, we don't think we're going to go here, but like, maybe we'll get this one. Then he'd like walk away for a second. So it, it was, it was wild. Like, you don't know for certain until like, 30 seconds before Memphis's pick was in, they said, because Minnesota had the pick, they were like, hey, Minnesota's going to pick you. Like, you know, you're going here. And so at that moment, you still, like, are like, okay, cool, but you have, like, I'm not going to believe it till they call my name kind yeah, of yeah, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they finally call your name, you, like, stand up, man, and, like, see my family there. I mean, it was, it was super cool, man, super cool. Any tear? You drop a tear at all? No, I, I didn't drop a tear. I didn't drop a tear then, man. I was pretty stoic, not going to lie. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My, my family was crying. I try not to look at them because I definitely would have been a tear <laughs> if I saw them cry. Uh, can you give me like three adjectives for how you felt walking up on the stage? Uh, focused, in parentheses, hoping I wasn't going to fall. Um, Teary-eyed, parentheses. My mom was crying. Third word, excited, parentheses. I'm in the NBA. <laughs> you got like eight words in there. But the parentheses three, mean, so yeah, that's, that's okay. totally fine. <laughs> I, I will let it slide. Um, and then later that night, I got a little emotional when I was like by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it was it was so much fun, man. And you and you come from a hoop family too. Like, see, my dad did track and football. I, I couldn't really, <laughs> I, I can enjoy the moments, but like, w w was your family like, Hey, this team is this. This team is like, we're, we're like, we're, is it real like hoop talk in the in, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. in the Kessler family? It de definitely was, man. Definitely was. You know, my dad, brother, um, uncle, granddad, you know, all played basketball. So growing up with that, you know, definitely an impact. And then get to the actual like the stage where you're like, gonna get drafted, like the highest yes. stage. I mean, it was all like it was just really cool, man. And they were like giving me their tips, but they weren't trying to be overbearing. And yeah, yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Kessler, you you had a unique journey already. It, it took me yeah. a, a couple moments before I got traded, and yeah. not just in a trade, like a mega blockbuster trade. I remember my first trade. I went to Dallas. It was like my okay. third year. All right, like <laughs> midway through the third year. And next thing I look up, I'm traded to the Dallas Mavericks. So we go from the Bobcats and it, to the Mavs, yeah. Dirk's there, Jason Terry, national TV. Mark Cuban comes up to me and Cuban's like, hey, man, I was in a similar position like you. And Cuban's like, I wasn't doing this deal without you. Like, we wanted you. And right. I'm sitting here. I'm kind of like on the bench at the time. Like, I'm, I'm playing a little bit, not playing a lot. And he's like, no, yeah. we wanted you. And I'm like, I have this value in the NBA? Like, what's going right. on? Like, walk me through, like. Did you know you would be traded? Did this come out of nowhere? Like, what was this? And then you look up and it's like, you're you're emotionally committed to yeah. the Wolves. 
right? Yeah. And I played, I played their minutes. Like, talk me through that and just that moment of you knowing you were getting traded and how did it hit? Because you're young and you don't get yeah. traded in college. You transfer, but you don't get no, traded. You don't get <laughs> traded, man. Yeah, it was wild. Like, going to Minnesota, my granddad, my family's actually from, on my dad's side, from Minnesota. So there's wow. like a story there. My granddad actually played for the Golden Gophers at Minnesota. Um, so I, I was going to wear like his number. Yeah. So there's a whole, whole story, man. And I kid you not, the first day I'm there, I work out. And right after my workout, uh, they're like, hey, like, well, like you know, Tim's going to talk to you like in his office. So we go up there in the office. He's like, hey, man, like I traded you. And I, oh, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he was kidding at first. And I was like, oh, like, good one, man, good one. He said, nah, man, I'm serious. We got to go over the details right now. And I was just like, dang, <laughs> man. I was like, my workout was that bad, huh? <laughs> but, um, you know, he was super respectful about it. You know, he was, you know, I, like the fact that he, like, told me face-to-face, you know, meant a lot to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I had no idea. To answer your question, I, I had no idea it was coming. Where were those emotions like? Because, you're you, like, you're going – for me, it was the excitement of going Dallas. Right. It was kind of like, oh, y'all gave up on me. Like, y'all think he, like, he yeah, better yeah. than, like, like what what was that? Because a lot of people don't understand what that's like. And then you're going in, it's the first day of school all mm. over again. Like, like new, new teammates. I just got the equipment man's number right. and put my stuff in. And, you know, media day, walk me through that process. And just, like, that first day in Utah, what was that like? So, you know, get the news um, that I mean traded. At first, I'm just like, dang, like, I got, like, they, they didn't want me or, like, I didn't do good. Like, I don't know why. I was just like, it is what it is. And then going to Utah, I was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to try to make the best opportunity of this. Um, and then I flew out, I think, the morning after I got traded, flew to Utah, met all the people. And right off the bat, I was like, oh, like, you like I like these people a lot. And then my teammates weren't there yet. Who's the first person you met? First person I met. Player-wise. Player-wise? Yeah. Uh, it might have been Nikhil. Or may, no, Jared Butler, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was either Jared Butler or Nikhil or those guys. Um, and they were, like, super cool right off the bat. Um, and then the staff was super cool, super respectful. Um and just like right off the bat, I was like, man, like, I like, you know, I like this spot. Like, I really like it. And like flying into Salt Lake City, like you see all the mountains and stuff. So I was yeah, like, yeah. man, that's that's unbelievable. Um, so rest of history, man. I'm I'm so so happy I'm here right now. Um, super thankful. But yeah, at first, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, but you just try and go into it with the best best outlook. All right, well, listen, I guess, you know, from the business perspective, you definitely got that welcome to the NBA moment. Yeah, well, like, that, that's what I was about to say. That was my welcome right? to the NBA moment, man. I've been on three teams in the span of seven days. <laughs> yes. And, and and don't get me wrong, with you, it was like, nah, we want him. Like, it was right, for sure right. like, hey, like, nah, we're going to build with that guy. He's going to play minutes. And I think it was sometimes, you know, sometimes trades go and you're just thrown into a trade. But when you're mm-hmm. – a centerpiece, someone wants you, you, you're and you're definitely making a name for yourself in the league. That that's huge. What was it like on the court that welcome to the NBA moment? That wow, they're a little faster, like wow, these yeah. point guards dunk it versus laying it up. Right, like, what, right. like who gave you that <laughs> moment? 
like like you're like and you, I'm look shop blocker like you like kind of like oh, I can go over a little late and go get that like it, like nah, what was man. that moment like? <laughs> um, I mean, I can't remember specifically like a time. I mean, I, I got I've been listen, I've been dunked on a couple times. Like, I'm sure you know, but um, every big, every big, yeah, every, man. big man, every big, especially it's part of the job, man. Yes. I got I got jump at everything, you know, but I feel like one of the welcome to the NBA moments I had was. It was our first regular season game. It was a home game versus the Nuggets. And I, I played well that game. I had a double-double. But, like, after the game, it's like how the fans were, like – and we won. But, like, the fans were just so, like, ecstatic. And, like, our Salt Lake City's fan base – I mean, the Jazz's fan base is unbelievable. Unreal. Man. Yes. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, they show up to every game no matter what day it is. Like, it's it's awesome. So getting like a double double against them, and then with the fans there, I was like, man, like I'm here, you know, like this is like, like I belong. And yes, Kessler goes double double, first man to record a double double in, in his debut in a Jazz uniform. Wow, that is big time. And I don't know what Will Hardy's feeling right now. And then obviously, you know, there's ups and downs, just like with any any career. But that that moment was kind of like, you know, this is this is the NBA, and then you know I was feeling good about myself, and probably next game I got dunked on. So <laughs> you know, it's a quick quick turnaround. <laughs> can't get too high, can't get too low. You know, we actually pulled. You know, I can't just bring you down, big fella. I got to bring you back up now. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> one of your moments that for me it stood out, and it was you against Bam Adebayo. Oh, this is the the double block play. The I double think. block, I like yeah. <laughs> oh, We're going to talk about, you know what, we did a lot for the fans. I want you to talk some basketball talk. We're talking coaches talk. We're getting in the film room with you. Yeah. And I want to know what you're thinking on this clip because, to me, it stands out to the player that you are. And it's it's mm-hmm. big men, you know, differentiate themselves from second and third efforts. And I saw that from you on this play. And this is why I, I believe you're definitely different in the NBA. So walk me through this clip on, on what you're thinking and just what ends up happening on the play, the emotions, the breakdown, hoop talk. Yeah. All right. So first off, I, you know, mostly play drop just to protect the rim and stay. And Bam's a, a good shooter, but we understood I was going into pop. All right. So pause it right there. I try and like dig at him a little bit to make him try and give up that ball to pass yes. the Bam. Just because it's kind of like a game. You don't want to just go keep going back to the basket because then that guard, like you said, they, I mean, they can, they're going to punch it on you if you go keep going back. So. Yep. You know, trying to make him to give up that ball and then play a little more. I come here. I think I, I try to give him up, but he doesn't give it up. Does he? I can't tell. But does he? He shoots this, right? No, he passes it. You're oh, he stuck. It. He You're stuck, it. bro. You're stuck. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm not in a great, a great <laughs> position right here. Uh, about to get dunked on, but um, something about me, I, I don't really care about getting dunked on. Like I'm gonna jump regardless because. At the end of the day, like dunking over me is a lot harder than dunking with nobody there. Yeah. So I, I go up here. I pr- I get this block right here. He gets it back. It goes right in his hands. He tries to post me up. At this point, he shoots this little fader. I try and stay down his like first little turn, but once he shoots this, he turns around like he's dead. 
Like, yes. he, he jumps in the air. Like, I can be the second off the floor because of my length. So I, I know I have this. Um, so I get this block. Another one. Once, twice. They move the ball. I go out and contest it and then get the board. And at the very end, I don't celebrate much, man. But after I got that rebound, I had to do like a little like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robinson short and the rebound. Yeah, man. Look, there's nothing like that adrenaline from the crowd. And I know in Utah, they were going wild and it's bam. And wild, man. It's, it's our young guy, man. So so that's yeah. huge. Also, man, I got to throw out, man, I can't not shout him out, man. Dwayne Wade is one of your owners, man. You got a chance to meet him. Did he holler at you at all? I know he's a in a huge, man, Hall, Hall of Famer, man. Legend oh in gosh. the game on and off the court. I mean, he, he was one of the players I looked up to, like, growing up, obviously. I mean, he was an unbelievable player. And, you know, to have met him in person – I haven't met, like talked to him a lot, but I met him briefly and just like super down to earth, man. Super cool. Um, super humble guy. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't gotten to talk to him a lot, but from what I can tell, man, he's, he's an unbelievable dude. And on that same note, man, like, do you have a favorite play, like a guy for me? KG was my guy. I liked okay. Tim Duncan. I like Shaq. I'm, I'm a LA kid. I grew up with Kobe. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, rest in peace. Uh, to the, the late great Mamba, yeah. but do you have a guy like hey like like that's my guy like that's him that's my guy like growing up it was either Tim Duncan or Dirk um, yes just because they were so skilled and you know they were winners above all probably Tim Duncan man that Spurs team was so much fun to watch growing up <laughs> with Ginobili Tony Parker Kawhi. Uh, Tiago Splitter. I mean that Lamarcus Aldridge. That team was that team was fun. Yes, yes. So is there is there anybody before we get out of here? Is there anybody like in the league that you're kind of like, you know? When I saw Shaq, I was like, y'all. When I saw K, when I saw all like my guys, yeah. is there a guy? Have you seen him yet? Where you looked over and was like, hey, that's that's him right there, man. I mean, <laughs> the, the obvious answer is LeBron. I yes, mean, you, know, you see LeBron, you're like, right, man, that's. That's LeBron. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a lot of – I mean, all, all of them are so unbelievably talented players. So there's a lot of players. You, you, I guess you don't – like the first couple times I was like, just don't get awestruck. You know, like just go play your game. Like it's just basketball. Yeah, like you're yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't think of them like they're, you know, something above you. Um, but LeBron was kind of like, dang. Like that, that's LeBron. Did LeBron give you any like a – like a nod or kind of like attack you a little bit or like, you know, you're in a pick and roll cover and you're like, yo, dude, I'm picking up. LeBron. Yeah, I can't remember, man. I remember I remember that game, the first time we put the Lakers, AD tried to drive on me one time and I blocked him. Westbrook throws it out, AD puts it on the floor, good test for get on out of here. Front row. And I, and there, yes. I was like, man, that's a big time. And then like he came down, like caught a lob, like one-handed, dunked one, <laughs> like – I was like, oh yeah, no, nah, he's 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 pretty good, man. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> hey, Kessler, you had a few plays, man. Like I had to pick from a few. You know that double yeah. block was the one that stood out, but I had a few, man. Kessler gets the duck at the other end. Listen, man, blessing to have you on. Young fellow, we'll have to do this again, man, when you're getting course, your defensive man. player of the year and your, you know, your mini trophies, man. But keep up <laughs> the great work. I'm I'm a big fan, fellow big man, shot blocker. You know, we got your boy Jabari over here. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I can only imagine what you two were like in practice, <laughs> you know, or just a, a team defensively. <laughs> got a lot of stories, man. Got a lot of stories. But before we get out of here, man, any 
uh, foundations, anything you'd like to shout out, any way that we can give back and support to you, support you and obviously the fans at home listening? You know, not, not anything specifically, but I just think especially, you know, with COVID that happened and uh, like quarantine and everything, you know, continuing to emphasize like men's like mental health and awareness. Um, yes. You know, I think it's just it's just really important. You know, I, I don't think that gets talked about. I mean, I think they're doing a lot better now, but, you know, it's a kind of a taboo subject just because we're, you know, taught to kind of keep all that stuff internalized. But so, yeah, just something something about that. Hey, appreciate your brother, man. It's, it's been a blast. And like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. Sounds good, Ryan. Guys, I got to thank you guys for listening. You guys have been amazing. There's no me without you. Tune in, subscribe, share the word, man. But listen, man, like I said, we're going to be breaking down the ins and outs of these rookies. We're going to be opening your eyes to what these kids have to go through. And for me, I'm going to share a little bit of my journey. But thank you, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. And tune in, like I said, share the word. Love you guys. We're out. Peace. We'll do it again soon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.